Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. got your Bibles. Let's go to Ephesians chapter five. We're in week three here. The last two weeks, we've been talking about giving of our treasure. And so this series is about giving of your time, talent, and treasure. And so we've spent a couple weeks. Last week, Pastor Aaron did a great job uh, talking about giving of our uh, treasure and being generous. And then we talked about that the week before. And then today, we're going to talk about your time. All right. So look at the person next to you. Say time. You didn't do it. Say time. Now act like you like them. Look at your, look at, look at the person next to you and say time. Now look at the, your second choice. It might be a little awkward and say, time for you too. You know, just, all right, there we go. All right, Ephesians chapter five. Let's look at it. Ephesians five, Paul speaking here about time. We're gonna start in verse eight. We're gonna go all the way through verse 16, then we'll pray. Uh, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as <clears throat> children of light. Let me say that again. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We're gonna break down those four things that we see in the text right there. We're gonna talk about wake up, sleeper, then we're gonna talk about, be very careful then how you live, not as, wise, un, as, not as unwise, but as wise. We're gonna talk about waking up, being wise. And then that third point right there in verse 16, make the most of every opportunity. We're gonna take that, we're gonna talk about that one. And then that last one, it says, and know what the Lord's will is. And if we get those four things, I think we'll be better at giving the Lord our time. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we ask, Lord Jesus, that this idea that uh, Paul gives us here in Ephesians would come alive in our hearts. Lord, we thank you that uh, we have the opportunity to give our time. And God, as we live in a culture that is so fast-paced with so many options and abundance, of opportunities and hobbies and recreation and entertainment and so many things to give our time to. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to be fully given and give everything that we have to you. We ask that you would do a work in our hearts today, do something supernatural so that it's not just ideas in our head, but it takes up residency, space, real estate in our heart, that our our heart shifts towards the things that you care about, towards your will. God, we honor you and we love you. And Radiant Church said, amen. Amen. How many of you uh, 
have ever woken up from a dream and it takes you a moment to decipher what is reality and what was your dream? Yeah, there we go. Okay, three, five. All right, all right, some of y'all. It's that moment in between where you wake up from the dream and you're not quite sure. It kind of feels like the dream is more real than the moment. You kind of are for just a second, just a little bit blurry on what is reality. Um, my bride, Renata, sitting here on the front row, um, and I, we love to joke around about um, that she has this thing. Now, my wife is this angelic sleeper. Like, I sleep terribly. I'm a disaster when I sleep. Um, I'm just, I, I just, I, I'm just all kinds of like awkward, like moving and, but Renata sleeps like an angel, except <laughs> Renata has dreams about, we, she came up with this, she guessed twice a year, I'll say twice, it's really three, uh, but twice a year would make this happening, we've been married 18 years, so it'd be about 30, 30, well, 19 years, so we'd be having 38 times, probably more than that, but um, 38 times in our lives, where she has a dream that there are spiders in the room or snakes in the room, and she wakes up in total terror. So sweet Renata goes from angelic sleep to ah, just like seriously loud. True story, true story, true story. Yeah, yeah, she gave me the nod. It's all right. I, I asked permission to tell this. Those of you that are like, ah. all right, David keeps telling stories. We're not sure if he should tell. All right, um, it's the only content I have. So anyway, so, <laughs> so, so, so she wakes up and she's screaming at the top of her lungs and just and then I'm like, I'm, and I, now it's got to the point, married 19 years, where I just kind of laugh. I'm trying not to, I'm trying to be compassionate, but it's just so funny to me because it just keeps happening. I'm like, babe, 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 it's, there's, 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 there's no scorpions. There's, there's no, babe, there's not a snake. No, there's no spider hanging down. <laughs> She's looking up, babe, 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 it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. And, uh, that moment though, for her, it seems like it's really real. It's coming out of that dream. And for a moment to her, she's not connected to reality. What is real? What's real is that she has a protector right there that could protect her from, no, she's, she, what's real is that there are no snakes, there's no spiders, but she's coming out of that dream. And so what feels real to her is not really what is truly real. And when Paul gives this idea, going into the idea of how we spend our time, because he's going to say, redeem the time, or the NIV here says, make the most of every opportunity. He's going to juxtapose foolish or unwise versus wise. He's going to talk to us about understanding God's will. And he's, he begins it by talking about this wake up dynamic. And he's saying, it's kind of like the unbeliever is in a dream. It's a fog, but you, the, the, the light of Christ is upon you. So you're able to recognize what light is. You see differently. So Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that the God of this age comes to blind the minds of unbelievers. So they live in this darkness. They can't see. So even if they're very intelligent, even if they do a lot of good things and they're moral, when you said yes to Jesus, when you started following him, you started to see in a light that caused you to live differently. So the way that you spend your time is different than somebody who's living in the dream where the only thing that they can see is time. They can't see eternity. They can see self. They can't see God. They are looking at me, my pleasure, my time. And so the way that they're living makes sense to them. But you know that it's not reality because you know that what's really real than just 70 years on planet earth is that we've got an eternity with God. What's really real is a far bigger, more macro story than just what I can get, what I can do, my pleasures, my time, my dollars, me.
But most of them, it's just the way that it is. So our dream is to be gospel proclaiming. We're telling people about the good news of Jesus. But what we do not want to do is to take their dream, what they're living in, this dark state, they have not spiritual eyes to see what lasts forever and to slowly shift back into how we were before we came to Christ. You remember the moment where you started to see, oh, my time, my dollars, my life actually can make a difference. Jesus actually has done a transformative work inside of me. And so there's, my, my, well, there's really things that I do say, live, that matter and make a difference that last in eternity. So because that's real, I start to live differently. My time looks different. That is where we wanna go, where you've got this, eyes to see. And most people live in this kind of dream state where what they see is not trillions and trillions and trillions of years of what lasts in eternity. They don't have eternal eyes. They have temporary eyes. They just have eyes for right now. Just, and, and, so, and so our dream, our dream is that we would step into, it's what Paul prays in Ephesians 1, pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that I might behold, see, get a revelation of, that I might see Jesus. And the more that you see, the more that you behold, the more that you know, the more that you walk closely with, the more that you start to have light, eternal eyes come out of the dream state and live fully awake to what lasts forever and ever and ever. So that's why Paul says here, wake up, O sleeper. And so this is the first key to starting to figure out how we spend our time, according to Paul right here. It's this get out of the dream, get out of the dark, wake up, oh sleeper, don't, don't live that way, wake up and see it. And then he goes into this idea of living, where he says, point number two right here is he says, so, so live as wise, not as unwise. Real simple, this is book of Proverbs, this is all through the scriptures, where we frequently see what is wisdom versus what is foolish. And you and I have, we all know, we've got, we've got 24 hours in a day, we've got 168 hours in a week, we've got 52 weeks in a year, we've got limited time. So time is not infinite, time is finite. You've got this limited amount of time. So because of that, if you know that you have uh, a limited amount of time, you tend to be a good steward of what you know you have limited amount of, and we tend to squander something that we think we have an abundance of. So if you think you got an abundance of, of money, you tend to not really do well with it because you're just like, ah, I got a lot. Nobody can relate to that story. All right, but you know... <laughs> Right, like, but if, you, if you've got a little bit, right? When I take my family out for dinner, right? <laughs> they know, hey, I gotta ask three times. Like, they were, when, can I have cheese on this burger? <laughs> Dad, hey, <laughs> can I get a Coke? They know, no, it's water, right? Why? Limited resources, son, limited resources, right? Here's my point, when you have a limited amount, then you will be a good steward of it. You have, according to what uh, Moses says in Psalm 90, you have a limited amount. Psalm 90 says to help us, Paul, Moses prays, help us to number our days, right? Man lives but 70 or 80 years. That's what Moses says in that Psalm. It's, so help us to number it because the, it, it really is ticking. And so it's not infinite in, on earth. I've got this little bit of time. And if I've got this little bit of time and it makes an eternal difference based upon my decisions and my choices and the time that I have, then I don't wanna squander my minutes. I don't wanna squander my hours. And, and it's easy for us to live if we have a recognition of Jesus and what our purpose is and what he's called us to do then we can live kind of get out of that dream state and live for something bigger with some urgency and that's what I want to aim at today 
where you've got that urgency because you've got an awareness of what's eternal, an awareness of what lasts forever. A buddy of mine, he's in his 50s and uh, he's a good old boy. Like he's from Texas and he's, uh, he's about six foot six um, and just like, just, just kind of really like, kind of your Southern gentleman, good, how you doing? And real kind of, he moves about 25 miles an hour, you know, kind of like, well, you know, just, and, and he, he, I don't know why. I mean, he, he, he calls me funny names. He just, we just, he, and he lives in kind of this happy, slow pace. But a, a few years ago, he had a grandson and his grandson had heart problems and needed open heart surgery. And I watched this man step into the most beautiful urgency where suddenly, even though it was his personality to live a little bit laid back, he suddenly began to increase his prayer life for his little baby grandson. He urgently began to mobilize people to pray. He used every means he had, every friend he had, social media, blog, raise dollars, go spend time with his, with his, his, his family and his grandson. And just suddenly you saw this man kick it into another gear, right? Here's what I'm saying. If we look through the kingdom eyes, there's an urgency that we might need to kick into. And it's, it's easy for us to live kind of a little bit, kind of a little bit just laid back until we see with eternal eyes. And when we see with eternal eyes, when we see, okay, these are these people in Kansas City that God wants us to reach, these nations around the world, this, this good news of the gospel that should be proclaimed to every tongue, tribe, and nation, this reality that prayer makes a difference, this understanding that we are God's hands and feet on planet Earth, and we're to be a generous expression of what God looks like to our city. And all of a sudden, even though we live in a culture that says, <laughs> a little bit of sleep, live for you, live for now, we, we wake up and say, no, 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 I want to invest my time in what's wise. I don't wanna live foolishly. So what I wanna get you is that urgency to invest your time in what matters. It's easy to spend your time on self. I wanna encourage you to transition as much as possible from spending your time on self to investing your time on what's eternal, on what matters. So that means actually giving calendar time to what actually makes a difference. So all of us have limited time. That does mean that you're probably gonna have to push out some other things because you're gonna place in some eternal things. So that means that people that have eternity in mind, people that have Jesus in mind, people that want the lamb to receive his reward, we, we've got in our eyes and in our minds, I, I do want those things more than I want all these other things for me. So we start to actually give God, well, I want you to have the things that matter. I would encourage you when you start thinking about what you could give calendar time to, to start to even just use the vision of Radiant Church as a spiritual guide to think about what you could give time to. So when we say no God, you wanna go on a journey where you know God, I would encourage you, put on your calendar, like give actual real time 
to I'm gonna get close to God. I'm gonna draw near to God. I'm gonna know God. I'm gonna find freedom. We, that's what we talk about with our small groups. We want you to be in relationships. So that might be a small group or that might be at your work. That might be a relationship with your parents. That might be you being intentional about discipling your kids. That might, be, but you're intentional to have relationships that help you grow in your faith, that iron sharpens iron. And not just helps you, but because you are a follower of Jesus, you not only want to become a stronger disciple, but you also want to make disciples. So you're also not just thinking about me and me getting stronger, but you've got your heart, your mind, your eyes on next generation. You've got your heart, your mind, your eyes on people who don't know Christ yet. And you're building relationships. Yeah, I don't like building relationships because I just like doing what's comfortable for me. I know that's how we all are, but building relationships, God builds his kingdom relationally. And so people that invited you to Radiant Church, they built relationship with you. And your goal is to build real relationship. It's to actually connect. So I'm gonna actually build relationship with my spouse, actually build relationship with my kids, actually build relationship with other believers, actually build relationship. That takes calendar time. So it's not just theory. It's not just on banners. It's, it's how we, we give calendar time to it. And then I would say this discovering who, when you do that, you come alive, your purpose. That's even kind of what I was saying about a moment ago about my buddy. He, for this moment, now that little baby's doing fine and that little baby's healthy and cute and wonderful. He takes pictures, he posts, and it's amazing. And I just wanna encourage you, when you get just this little urgency, maybe you could see like God sees because even the way that my friend had an urgency about his grandson, your heavenly father has urgency about all of his children. He does. He cares. And so you tap into his urgency. Oh, I want to see in God. It's easy for me to just care about my things, but help me care like you care and get that purpose inside of you. Get that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living just for me. I'm not going to squander my time. I'm not going to squander my destiny. I'm going to be close to God, give calendar time. And I am saying, I am saying, if you'll put those big things, last one being others, just not me, but others. If you'll start to put those things in, it's probably gonna push out some, some things that you love. It will. Here's what will happen. Over time, it will push out things that you love for things that you love even more. Because you start to love those other things just a little bit less. Am I saying that you can't have a hobby? No. Am I saying that you can't watch a sport? No. Am I? No. But I am saying that when you put these big calendar time things in, you will have a life of abundance where your desires start to change. So you care about God and you care about people and you care about purpose and you care about others in a way that you didn't before. So instead of, and when you connect with somebody who really has purpose, and you don't, and you see them, you tend to feel sorry for them. Like, oh man, they're just doing it because they're religious. They're just doing it because, you know, they, they, they have to. But, but, but when you talk to that same person, they never respond that way because their, their, their desires have been transformed. So like if I, if, if I walk up to someone who's got this massive heart for prayer and I say, man, it's just so cool that you do that. I mean, you know, it's gonna... they look at me, they go, what? No, 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 I love this. Or these people, what we're doing with the Urban Christian Academy. If you walk up to people that have the passion, they're working on that, and I go, oh yeah, thanks for doing that. I mean, I know you could be watching Netflix, but you're doing that, thanks for that. They go, no, 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 this is my honor, this is my desire. Oh, they're bugged by the fact that you would have sympathy for them because they're giving sacrificially, because their desire has been transformed into something that looks like Jesus. Here's what I'm saying. As you buy your own decision, commitment, conviction, I'm gonna put these things in place. You watch over time, your 
transformation of your heart, you'll start to connect with those things even more. Very simple idea that Jesus talked about. Where your treasure is, there your heart is. Your time is your treasure. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. And when you put your time in those slots, you'll watch your affection, your love, your desire. You'll start to be more around those things. And I'm not, it just maybe not be those things. It could be some things that the Holy Spirit has led you in. And and, and that's great. I'm just trying to give you ideas to invest your time in what matters most. Invest your time. That's what Paul's saying when he says, be wise, not unwise. And then he goes on and he gives this next phrase where he says, to make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of it. It's easy for us to squander great opportunities because we just are so busy and we miss our moment. But if we'll slow down and we have transformation in our heart to where we have kingdom eyes, to where we're not sleeping, we're fully awake, then we'll start to recognize moments and because our heart will be there. Our heart will be touched by it. Um, And it's easy for you, it's easy for us to squander our minutes, our moments. And then I believe if you squander those, you can end up squandering your destiny. I believe you can end up missing what God's called you to live by, what God's called you to do. So you could think of it this way. We live in this streaming entertainment culture. And so you finish a show on whatever your platform is. And then there's the spinning wheel of death that says in 25 seconds or 15 seconds or in 30 seconds, would you like to waste another hour? Yes or no? You know, like, would you like to invest another hour? I'm kidding about waste. Haha, don't, don't feel condemned. I'm just kidding. Um, but my point is for me, I begin to ask the question, all right, do I want to go spend another hour doing this? And I think that 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 that, that that's kind of a little metaphor, a little picture of all the abundance of time wasters we have around us, where it's just, it's perpetual with your time. Come do this, come do that. And everybody wants you to do their thing. You have to ask God, God, what do you want me to do with my time? This time is a gift. It's finite, it's not infinite. And you've got the constant little time ticker that started at the end of the proverbial show. Hey, come do this. Hey, come do this. Hey, hey, another hour, another hour. You deserve another commercial. I just want you to just begin to ask, all right, what does it look like for me not to waste the minutes, not to waste these moments? I think, you know, when Jesus says in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came that you might have life and life to the full, Jesus wants you to have an abundant life. I was thinking, I want you to reframe it this way. When you think about that time is life, and most of us have a tendency to just squander minutes and hours. Imagine how many days and years we've allowed the enemy to rob, the thief to rob, the thief to come in and steal some life, right? Like he wants us to have his spiritual life and that's the big idea. But when we give ourselves to so many other things, it's easy for us to miss out on spiritual opportunities that were right in front of us and we miss it and we're robbed of it. We miss it. And I, want, I do wanna encourage you to begin to think about your time and begin to say, God, I wanna be fully given. So my dollars are yours, but my time is yours. 168 hours in the week, it all belongs to you. Help me do this well. And our culture is going 100 miles the other direction. Our, our culture is so busy. You live in a culture where the norm is to just live fully asleep and live for self. Where the norm is to just fill up your time with every kind of hobby. I was reading this week, Business Insider said that the average cell phone user touches their cell phone, touches it 2,617 times a day. (laughs) 
Studies say we spend around five hours a day watching entertainment on a screen. 90% of Americans grab for their phone first thing in the morning. New York Post said that we look at our phones about 80 times per day, about every 12 minutes. I'm just saying, we have this, we have this temptation to just squander moments and minutes and miss out on what God has for us. I want you to begin to just think about what does it look like for me to live wise, not unwise? And I'm a sports fan, so I, I, I've, I, many times I've seen an athlete where you look at that athlete and you go, man, they are, they're so gifted, so talented. They're gonna be awesome. And then years later, you're like, what happened? Like, where are they? They were amazing in college or, sorry, college football game went late last night. So let's just watch some of that. Just confession. So as I talk about time, <laughs> part of my illustration though, and I confessed it. So, and you, but you see like these athletes where they'll, where, where they'll like, uh, They'll just, whatever they allow in, sometimes it's partying, sometimes it's they're just lazy, but they had such an athletic potential and they fall so short of it. And I was just thinking about that idea with, with eternity. Like we've got these moments and our moments are our opportunity to be faithful with the minutes that God has for us. And there's an eternal destiny on the other side of it. And what happens if our father's looking at us going, come on guys, come on. Don't squander these minutes. Don't squander this time. And then Paul gives this one where he says, so he goes, let's make the most of every opportunity. That's the way the NIV says it. Could say, redeem the time. It's this idea that it's a, I'm, not, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna live at such a pace in such a way where I'm wise, I'm awake, and I don't miss moments. I've missed moments in my life. I've been able to catch some moments, but I've missed some moments. My senior year of high school, uh, I lived in Oklahoma City, and April 19th, 1995, was the Oklahoma City bombing that took place downtown. And, um, and I'll never forget, about two weeks after the bombing that took place, um, I was downtown with some of my friends, and we literally walked close, not exactly right up, but close enough to be able to see some of the cleanup process that was taking place. And, and I'll never forget eating dinner with my friends downtown and then uh, walking near the site and just sensing, I, I'm missing something here. Like, I, this, is, this is kind of a historic opportunity to make a difference. And I'm hanging out. I mean, I remember thinking, I remember how just, the, just 18, kind of just this, this gut punch and I, and I really, really, at that time in my life, uh, the role of leadership that I had at my school um, and at my church, I, I had the potential to mobilize some people to help clean up. I had some potential where I could have helped the first responders. Like if I would have been fully awake and fully thinking and fully praying, looking for opportunities for others rather than just enjoying yet another Friday night, $4 blockbuster, walking around for two hours with your friends and then another chips and salsa chilies. That's the 90s, for those of you that missed it. <laughs> it was actually, 90s were great. But, <laughs> but I missed it. And I remember, I remember 2005, 10 years later, I had lived in Colorado. Uh, Renata and I were married and we had kids. And I remember visiting Oklahoma City with some of our interns. And, and I went back to the memorial and I sat down at the memorial. And I just remember having this moment like, I was here. Like this is, this, this was a moment in history where I could have like 
And I was, it's not condemning. It wasn't mad at myself. It's not like all, all that. But it was just, ah, oh, I missed my moment. I could have, ah. Oh. And I think, I think that for you and for me, this is it. These are our days. We've got, I mean, Psalm 90. You got 70, 80 years. We've got this moment. And these are our precious times to say, God, I don't wanna, I don't wanna miss it. I got all these allurements. My, my temptation is just spend another hour. My, my temptation is just feed me. My, my temptation is just do what feels good for me. I wanna invite you to ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to add to my calendar? What do you want me to take away from my calendar? What does it look like for me to live awake as wise, not unwise, to make the most of every opportunity? And then Paul comes around and at the end, he just, he just boots it out of the park with this idea where he goes, if, you, if you'll just understand what God's will is. And I just wanna encourage you with this. You can take that Greek word will, and it could be his want. You could kind of say his wish. It could be, it's, it's, it's this idea of his desire. And so we tend to take it and, and think of it as kind of this, um, kind of this crisp, I gotta just kind of figure out uh, something in history. I want you to think of a person. What's his desire? Yeah. God, what's your wish? What's your want? Here I am, I'm living April 19th, 1995 in a moment where there's devastation. I'm a capable body, 18 years old, and I could use my influence to make a difference here instead of Chili's and Blockbuster, but I missed it. And I got moments like that today in 2019. <laughs> where are we? <laughs> and you got moments like that today where you, we don't wanna miss it. Just, I wanna invite you just to ask God. So you're not asking David, you're not even asking your church. I want you to ask God, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. I mean, we are making up his house. We are the living stones that are making up his house. So we are, we've got an opportunity collectively. So that's why we're, th that's why we're throwing these things out. We're, this, we're just saying, God, we wanna make a difference. We, we don't know what that looks like. So if it's not a card, then don't do the card. Just look for the opportunity. Lord, what does it look like for me with the time that I have? I wanna fulfill your will. I wanna make sure that I... That I stand before you and it's, it's, not, it's not my wish, it's your wish. It's not my will, it's your will. I don't wanna live selfish. No, I, I, I wanna fulfill your will. That's the way that Jesus talked. Remember, Jesus said in John 6, he said, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Ooh, there it is. Jesus, commu Jesus communing with his father. He goes, this, this, this is about what the father wants for me. Take that with your time. These minutes, these belong to God. I'm fully given to God. Father, what's your wish for me? What's your will for me? And so, David, today we're talking about time. Why aren't you just giving us time management? Go read a book, go listen to a podcast. They're all out there. Like, do it. Rise early before you go, you know, to eliminate distractions. Begin with the end in mind. Develop right habits. Form a habit, your habit forms you. All those things are great. <laughs> Wonderful. And I like them, I do. I'm not putting them down. I believe them. But here's my role. I wanna help you go on a journey with Jesus. I want you to go, God, I wanna do your will. Uh, just like Jesus did, what, what, is it, what is it that you have called me to do? What does it look like for me to accomplish your wish, your will, my life? And you get that. And all of a sudden, fulfillment won't look like your old life where you were living in a dream, right? Where you're just living in it. No, it's eternal 
and in light of eternity, trillions and trillions and trillions of years. Wow, living for what's eternal actually looks awake. It's wise. It's redeeming the time. It's God's wish, God's will, God's delight, God's desire for your life. So each one of us, God, what does it look like? My days are finite. They are not infinite. I number my days. Psalm 39, David says this. He goes, my life is but a breath. And he's saying, Psalmist is saying, in light of eternity, my, 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 my days are just a breath. I've got them here and then they're gone. It's just a moment. I don't, my dream today is that you wouldn't miss your moment, but that you would recognize your life is but a breath. It's finite. These are your years. And yes, I'm not, I'm not today trying to condemn anybody for how you spend your time. I'm confessing. I watched the Sooners beat Baylor last night. I did. All right. So, so don't hear, understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about, I I, I don't want anybody to feel condemnation. I just want you to look at this. I want you to get the the important things in there. You'll be surprised you get those big things in there. You'll you'll be surprised how you start to see transformation in your life. You see your heart transformed. You see God at work. I, 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 I was thinking about this way. My, uh, My grandfather, um, he was one of my heroes and he had this great relationship with my dad and uh, I always watched it, you know. My granddad, um, he was extremely generous. Uh, He lived on nothing. Um, And actually I didn't even know, but he, he lived so frugally and was yet so generous. So I remember his house, I remember uh, when my sisters and my brother and I would go to his house, how much he loved to give to us. He loved to make us meals. And he, he always called us his kitties, you know, and he, he couldn't kiss correctly. You know, a normal person kisses like this, you know, but granddad kissed like this, you know. And you walk up to the door and he hands you candy. And first thing in the morning, he makes breakfast. And then at lunch, he would make lunch and dinner, he'd make dinner. And he made all these meals and... He didn't take us to Dairy Queen. He always took us out to Dairy King. I don't know. It's what they have in Idaho. Whew. And um, we go to Dairy King and he's just loved us deeply and crazy, crazy generous, crazy, crazy frugal so that he could give to others. Never forget November, 1995. I was in the hospital room where I saw him take his last breath. And you know, 1905, he's born. 1995, he's gone. He had 90 years. He kind of, he'd make Moses proud, Psalm 90. Moses, he gets 70 or 80. Granddad made 90. But they were gone in that moment. I'll never forget driving away from the hospital with my dad, sitting shotgun, my dad's driving. And my dad just, I've never heard my dad talk to himself except for that day. We just said, dad's gone. that reality. Gone. Just there. He just was talking to himself. Dad's gone. Here's the reality. Granddad had 90 years. I don't know if you have 20, 50, 80, 90, 100, but it's finite. And this is our moment. This is your moment to say, God, I want to wake up. It's the end of the day. It's not about my boats and my retirement. 
the end of the day, it's not about my pleasure. At the end of the day, I want my life to make a difference in eternity. I want my life to be about God. I want to stand before God and get the well done. I want there to be a great multitude around the throne. And I want to look out and see, ah, I played a part in that person. My life made a difference. My life was more than just me. My life helped others come to know Jesus. I lived with my eyes on Christ. And your minutes, your moments, your hours, they can make a difference in eternity. And God measures in a way that we don't measure. You cannot see it now. Today, you can feel like it's just being faithful in the mundane. You can feel like I didn't get a role in the body of Christ that I wanted. You can feel like you're hidden and unseen. But in eternity, there's the great equalizer moment where the God of the ages looks at your life and he can look at someone who faithfully served in secret, gave in secret, prayed in secret and go, "Mm, you made the most of your opportunities. Will you just bow your head? Father, we love you today. We ask Lord Jesus that you would help us to make the most of every opportunity to live with our eyes on Jesus. We thank you that you're at work. Would you just ask the Holy Spirit right now what he's calling you to decrease in your calendar? Something's calling you to increase, make room. And if you're here today and you want to be forever with the God of the ages. You want him to transform your life and have a relationship with God. It's the best decision you could ever make. I'd like to invite you, if that's you, just at your seat. I'm not gonna have you come forward. But if you want to make a decision, it's just, I want in, I wanna give my life to God. Would you just raise your hand and I just wanna give you a moment just to pray if that's you today. Just repeat this prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I give you my life. Come be in me. Save me. Be the Lord of my life. I give you everything. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. I want to spend eternity with you. I give you my life in Jesus' name. Amen.